As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello, welcome to Prospects to Pros. I am your host, Nate Tice. It is all-star time in the draft season. We had the Shrine Bowl practices happening this week. We also had the Senior Bowl practices happening this week. Today, we are going to focus on the Senior Bowl and the few practices that have happened and all the stuff that's happened off the field as well, because that is just as important as well. To help me do that, as always, is the man himself, Mr. Dane Brugler, who is in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl live and in person watching these practices. How are you doing today, Dane? Yeah, if you couldn't tell, this whole side of my face is red. Uh, that that Alabama sun beating down yeah. on me. So uh, I need to make sure tomorrow practice, go on the other side of the field, just to even it out. Um, you know, Mo- Mobile's <laughs> over here. for shrimp and over fish, here. and but I'm, I'm bringing some lobster uh, to the to the mix as well. So uh, yeah, it's been a good week. It's, it's been some awesome action on the field. Um, we're through two practices now, so yeah. a lot to go on. Um, and then one more practice tomorrow before everybody will hit the road. But uh, yeah, I think some players have certainly helped themselves this week with uh, what they, what they put on film so far. So yeah, it's been uh, so far so good. That's how it always is. And also it's just so nice. You see him stacked up with their peers and you go, was that right. guy fast? Oh yeah, he was. All right, cool, cool, cool. Cause we're <laughs> yeah. not getting the official testing yet. Uh, but no, that's awesome that you get to get, go there. It's always a crapshoot with that weather. I've been to Mobile when it's been like freezing rain. Sure. I've been to Mobile when it's like, like you look right now. I also have Irish skin. <laughs> so I, uh, I fry easily. So I, I think, uh, I think you're right that you, you brought the shellfish and, and I think that's very in theme right now in Mobile. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about the senior role standouts. Who so far on that? Let's just start with the offense. You know, this, yeah. what everyone kind of focuses on, you know, fans. I see plenty of fancy counts already staking claims on guys, but the offensive standouts so far at the senior role, who you got so far, Dane? I have to start with Jackson Powers Johnson, the Oregon center slash guard. Oh, yeah. uh, he's been just tremendous. Um, it, it's hard to find. And this is a theme from his tape. It was. It's hard to find bad tape on him from the season. It's yeah. hard to find reps this week where he has struggled. Um, he makes it look easy. The balance that he plays with at contact. Uh, he had a rep today where he it was able to use his offhand to steer the the rusher wide of the pocket. I mean, it's it's just really really outstanding the way that he plays controlled, patient, and just he understands what the defense is trying to do to him. 
even on these one-on-ones that really favor uh, the defensive player because the offensive player, the blocker, they're playing defense. You know, they don't yeah. they don't know what's yeah. coming at them. They don't have any like in a normal game. You're playing in tandem with the guy next to you, and right. you know you, you've got more of a confined. And the space. defense has a two way go. On yeah. all, on <laughs> right, every these one on ones, you just don't know what they're going to throw at you. It could be yeah. power, it could be quickness, whatever. It doesn't matter what has been thrown at, at Powers Johnson. He has answered everything. Um, I in my mock draft, he had he was going twenty one to the Dolphins. Yeah. I thought that was a great fit. I thought, eh. Is it a little early? I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know. After this week, I could I could see him going top twenty. Um, you know, the Steelers are picking, I believe, at twenty. They could certainly use him. Um, there, there are a couple teams in the teens that that should look at him. Um, but so the centers are going to be really interesting because we've seen good in the past. Good centers, we've seen them fall a little bit just because they're centers. Creed Humphrey, yeah. perfect example of that. Um, but this year we've got three guys at the top that are really really good. Jackson Powers Johnson, uh, Zach Frazier, and then Graham Barton. I think those three guys are all yeah. top 35 guys, maybe even higher than that. Um, and Jackson Powers Johnson is the only one that's playing here. Uh, both Graham Barton and Zach Frazier are, are hurt. Frazier, which just kind of blew my mind, he's, he's actually here. He broke his leg November 26th. Yeah. He's here. Literally no, crawling no. off the field. So. Yes. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> he's here this week, two months removed from surgery. He has nothing on his leg, like no brace, no wrap, and nothing. he's moving around like nothing. I was in uh, Frisco last week for the Shrine game, yeah. and I visited um, uh, Duke Manyweather at uh, mm-hmm. Offensive Line Masterminds, and I'm going through some of his guys. I, I wrote a story about this on The Athletic. People can read more about, about that. But I was asking him about some of his guys and asking about Zach, and I said, you know, how's, uh, how's his rehab going? How's he looking? Um, you know, When do you think we'll be able to see him move? And He's like, oh, turn around. And I look or turn around and he is sprinting on a treadmill. I'm like, he broke his leg two two months ago. And what like this doesn't make sense. And Duke was just telling me all about how their rehab, how aggressive they are, and how mm-hmm. Zach it's it just the type of guy that he is is has been a part of this in terms of the quick turnaround. But um sorry, yeah, the, that that's uh, off on a tangent. Uh, but no, but it's great. It's great. But back to the center uh, yes. that's here at the Senior Bowl, Jackson Powers Johnson, unquestionably has been one of the winners this week uh, through two practices and a guy that has put a lot of first-round film out there for scouts, both during the season and then now here at the Senior Bowl. And, and again, this is an example of a junior taking advantage of that new rule. In past years, yeah. we wouldn't have seen him. He's an unknown. He would not be yeah. eligible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, and we, and not, and obviously we still liked him coming into this week, but just having that little bit extra from this week is only going to help him. Especially a guy that is raw at the position than you usually see at center. Usually, you know, it's kind of like, okay, he's still picking up the position. I got to watch him this week. So it's got a great timing because he has some of the most entertaining film you'll ever watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, every play he's doing something. And mm-hmm. I mean, either as uh, doing something positively uh, within the play, but also after the play, he is up to a lot of shenanigans, and he is a very athletic. He's athletic, like that's the first thing that came to oh, my yeah. mind. That and he's, he's three thirty-seven. I, I was shocked I by the weight. I couldn't believe that. Was yeah, that and, that, and I love everyone. Ha- uh, yeah, was, I think it was. I think it was three thirty something. Three thirty-four. Um, yeah, three thirty-four, which is yeah, crazy, crazy. There's several centers in the league that are sub three hundred right now, mm-hmm. and he moves just as well as any of them. He pulls. He he's great on screens. I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, and the fact the mental stuff is actually pretty good already. Um, I, I mm-hmm. thought his 
this is just film watching from the regular season. Blitz recognition, I thought was pretty good. He was bumping guys off. And this is probably why it's great with the Senior Bowl. He got better as the season went along, which should be natural, but it's also what you, you want to see it. <laughs> you want to make sure that that's what's happening. So I, and the fact that you talked about, what would you say center slash guard positional yeah, versatilities? Taking, yeah. He was a guard last year um, for Oregon. Yeah. Uh, didn't start. A, but, and then this. Uh, and defensive tackle goal. in there somewhere, like for like a bowl game or something like that. I think I yes. saw he like. Yeah, yeah. He started the bowl game. His freshman year. So he was in at Oregon for three years. He's a true yes. junior coming out. His first year. Started a game at right guard, started a game at left guard, and then started the bowl game at defensive tackle. It's like, we got to get this guy in the field. And they had injuries. Yeah, just figure out a way. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then last year, he was a backup, started one game at right guard. This year, won the starting center job and just blew up. I mean, and, and to your point, if he's not, you know, if you're not wowed by his, what he's doing on, on the field with his blocking, seeing him uh, after the play, too. And a good example of that here this week, um, what was it? it was seven on seven or no, it was, it was team drills and uh, yeah, it was team. And the, there was a pass down the field. Uh, there was a corner route to Theo Johnson, the Penn state tight end, I believe. Oh yeah. Made a nice catch. And this dude, JPJ sprinting down the field to go give him a chest bump to, it, it's just, a, it wasn't like a, you know, the final play of the practice or anything. It was no. just another rep, but he was so jacked for it. And I was like, all right, yeah, that sums up this guy. He is, he is. Uh, he, he's fun. And that's how he is on the game. That I mean, the uh, tweeted out, tweet out a clip this week where it's a screenplay. He's 50 yards down the field because he has a block. Mm-hmm. The DB gives up. So he just keeps – that's also another thing he does well. So it's just a funny story, but also a positive thing. He's awesome at sifting as far as like – Hey, that guy's running himself out of the play. I don't have to worry about him. So I can yes. just keep my eyes upfield. Like that. So just great awareness. He's a football player. But anyways, he's, he's he, a good balance of like both be, he's a meathead, but yes. he's also smart, smart. and yes. understands, you know, the, the right, the way he can process and so like he'll knock you down. He I he led yeah. Oregon at knockdowns this year, but he's also playing smart and yeah. you know, maybe not the most technically sound player. But no, it's catching but up to the physical abilities. That's what it is. Right now, he's more of a barroom bar brawler type, but yeah, he's yeah. getting there. Like he's figuring it out. But at the end of the screenplay, I think it was against Arizona State. He uh, he's like, like, you know, one two with the running back who's about to score, and he finishes through the goal line like it's a sprint. You know, like that he's going through the like to beat get the best time like at the end mm-hmm. of a sprint, like out of a track race. It was it killed me. Because yeah. not only that shows he's an athlete, that center is thinking that way, not the running back. But I, that oh, uh, Grant Barton was another guy you brought up, another guy with positional versatility. I, I, mm-hmm. I think we both like him. I think we're both kind of set where he's at. <laughs> and uh, Frazier as well. Were there any other offensive line standouts for you uh, this week so far? Um, Christian Haynes, um, the guard from UConn. I yeah, he, yeah. He's had a nice week. Um, I think he's. Maybe not the best athlete out here among the offensive linemen, but anchors well. Um, you know, he's and he's a better. I think he's he's not a bad athlete. Put it that way. Um, he's not the best athlete here, but he's not a bad athlete. He's a functional athlete, yep. uh, strong at the point, can sh- anchor at shallow depth. He's been he's been really uh, had a nice few good length, practices good length too. Almost three four inch yeah, arms too. Right, that actually for a guard. surprised me. Yeah, um, yeah. Tyler Guyton has had yeah. some up and down Oklahoma. moments. That yeah, that he's. Someone we talked about, we've talked about all season. Yep. Then we mentioned him with uh, Jim last week. How yep. you know if he was the first player drafted from this game, would that surprise him? And you know, Jim said absolutely not. Uh, that he's that that type of ability, those traits, and uh, 
we've seen it in practice with his ability to uh, anchor at the point of attack. So he can stop bulls. Uh, he's got the length to him. So he has the, the range that he can cut off the outside quickness. Uh, Guyton, now some of the Darius Robinson, especially the Missouri defensive end, has gotten him a few times. But for the most part, Tyler Guyton has been as advertised as a mover, as a guy's just a physical freak um, and, and someone that if you need offensive tackle help somewhere in the top 25 picks, yeah. he's going to be someone you're really interested in. So, um, yeah, he definitely fits that bill as well. There's going to be some people that really like him because he's such a good mover that uh, oh, yeah. is getting out space, zone stuff and all that. And, yeah, like you said, he's he still has a little bit to go with some of the tool stuff, but it's also the classic. Or MC technique stuff. It's the classic though. Tools that you can't teach. You can't teach that size. Yeah, you can't we'll, teach we'll that coach up the rest. Right. Yeah, exactly. We'll figure it out and get, right. get you in the squat rack a little bit. Like just you know, just build out the bottom half a little bit. That's that's the right. only other thing I ask, ask Adam. But that's he kind of exactly looked. There's some good plays. There's some bad ones. Even from the one on ones that I watched. Um, that, you know, just offhand. Uh, sticking with offense. So any of the skill guys stood out for you? Do you want to just? Uh, maybe, I was gonna say maybe, real or, quick. The, one other offensive lineman. Uh, oh yeah. The other tackle who has a shot to go top twenty. Uh, Fuaga from Oregon State. Oh, Fuaga of Oregon State. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's had a nice week. Um, he, he's really good with his hands. Um, and he, he's used this move quite a few times this week during one on ones where he'll show his hand and then he takes it right away. And that Let's outside, yeah. yeah, that outside rushers, him. he's going for it and it just whiffs at air and he yeah. buries him. He, he's gotten, uh, who'd he get? It was uh, Penn State rusher. Um, it got him a few times. Yeah. Um, he got a couple other guys too. It was great. Oh, see, Isaac, but... Isaac from Penn State. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. He he got him a few times. So it, it, he's he's been as advertised. It, it's it's really interesting with that. In my opinion, it's Joe Wall and then Olu Fashanu one two, and then it, there's this group of guys. These offensive tackles between J.C. Latham, mm-hmm. um, Amarius Mims, and then mm-hmm. those two guys we just talked about, Guyton and, and Fuaga. Um, yeah. You know how they come off the board next is going to be split uh, from team to team, depending on just what exactly you're looking for. And I mean, it's interesting. They're all right tackles, but they're all a little different. So it's I think, you know, there's going to be no consensus among these offensive tackles. We're just going to they're all going to go early, but it's going to be kind of like what flavor do you want? Yeah, I like I got uh, watched all of them. I like all of them. They um, uh, Mims, God. It's funny the game against Tennessee. He wears number seventy-seven. I know we're talking about these other guys, but he wears seventy-seven. Right. And it was the funniest thing. I was like, he played in this game. I'm watching him on film. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't even need to check that that's him wearing seventy-seven. Right. Like, right. you know, you're like, okay, that's him. But yeah, but he's, he was I, he was working out with Duke, and oh, I man. I saw him, and I there's just no he's one on one. Like, there's nobody is, that, yeah. that looks like there's, that that can move no, like that. Nope. And when I was there, Natural, they were working out too. with. Steve Hutchinson, uh, Hall of Fame okay. guard. Yeah. Um, so they're getting first class education there, and he to see him move at that size is just kind of mind blowing. He, he is a he's a freak that is just barely scratching the surface of what he can be. And any uh, getting back to Fuaga, do you okay? Any similarities? This is the guy who reminds me. I know people like him as a run blocker, but I think he's mm-hmm. he's solid. But he's, he he I don't know what he uh, how to describe him. But I don't mean this as a negative. Any similarities? Because he's technician. He's really – I think he's a good uh, pass protector because he has kind of this nice, like you said, technique and length and mm-hmm. everything. Thing. More finesse I think, as a pass protector. Any similarities to Bakhtiari, David Bakhtiari? Okay. 
I, and I, he's a little different in the run game, but as a pass protector, that's who yeah. he reminds me of. And even their build a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the, the, I hate to say, say this like this, but the leggy build, right, <laughs> I right. think, uh, I think maybe stands out. But that was the guy when I really studied Fuaga who came to mind. And I don't know, but I that's, uh, but like you're, and you're saying different flavors. You couldn't get any more opposite than him and Latham, who right. is a, built like a bowling ball and, right. <laughs> you know, but it can move. Uh, but it's, yeah, but it's just funny with this right tackle class. Yeah. Probably not quite the same athlete as Bakhtiari, but yeah, cause good enough. Pretty... And, but I think stylistically, I could definitely yeah. see where, yeah, there'd be some parallels. It's more that makes sense. Pa- it's like pass protection play style. That's so specific, but that's what right, I'm going right. with here. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Moving off offensive line, uh, skill position, guys. You and, mm-hmm. and you guys that stood out uh, from the, the high flyers. Um, I, well, let's start with receivers. And, I mean, okay. Roman Wilson has been – so coming into the week, my top three – receivers in this game um very similar grades on all three with lad mcconkey roman wilson yeah. malachi corley uh very similar grades on those three guys yep and so far i think all three have done a pretty good job um mcconkey if if you don't jam him and really get physical with him early Torches. you're there's no chance you're done None. um and roman wilson a lot the the best reps this week have been between roman wilson and quinion mitchell it has been a lot of fun and those two going at it, like I'm I'm on the field standing right next to the sideline and they're running down and Quinion knocks it down and he just looks at Roman and says, All right, one, nothing. And they go back and then they run it back and do it again and they just keep going battling, battling, that's battling. Awesome. Um that's been a lot of that's fun great. to watch. And Roman Wilson, he's gotten a few. Um I don't at the end of the period, uh him they did a best of best and Roman had an amazing one-handed catch along the sideline. Uh, I was Lance Erline and I were standing right there. Uh, happened right in front of us. It, I, I uh, tweeted the video out. People check it out there. But um, he Roman Wilson's had a good week. He's a, he's kind of yeah. like McConkey where he's he plays fast. He understands how to leverage his routes. Yes. So you know he's not only does he win with quickness uh, at at the break point. But he can snap that snap off his route, so he's gonna you know leverage and sell one way, snap it off the other way, and he's really able to get uh, corners off balance with that. And like one on ones are tough when you talk about wide receivers and corners because it's it, the wide receiver literally has the entire field to work, 
and yeah, especially from the slot. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, and the, there's because there's nothing else going on on the nothing. entire field in one on one. So the corner is just kind of guessing what's going to happen, and so corners are at a disadvantage. But Roman Wilson has has done a really nice job. I think he's looked good. Um, Ricky Pearsall uh, from Florida has yep. has had a really nice week. He's uh, to me, I, I think the ideal like dirty slot player where he's going to do some of the dirty work, uh, but yeah. he's also a really good receiver as well. Um, you know, he yeah. pl- he can play through contact for a guy that's a little bit smaller. Um, he's he's got good hands. He's got quickness. Um, so Ricky Pearsall has had a nice week. Um, I mentioned Malachi Corley. He's done a nice oh, yeah. job. Um, you know, especially because. Obviously, he's a underneath guy in that West yeah. uh, Western Kentucky Unique. offense. So, right, yeah, he, how does he track the he ball deep? Role. Then yeah, yeah. running some of the vertical routes and things like that. He's done. Just gonna done I thought a nice job. Um, okay, and even, even that, that's what I was going to ask actually about Wilson is, uh, and then you mentioned right, literally as I was about to ask it, you yeah. said, "Oh, he, he won near the sideline on the thing." I was going to ask how he looked on the outside because I think that's going to be. The thing you'd look at with it, with all the size and stuff like that. So, right. was I it, didn't I didn't see many of the, the clips of that on the outside. So I was curious how he looked. I he did a nice job. I mean, it's yeah, with He's smooth. Uh, yeah, with, with Roman Wilson. Yeah, is that yes. yeah, yeah? Um, and Quinion, he's a guy that he's used to playing. He played a lot of zone at Toledo, and so you know he's not necessarily going to jam you. He's going to play a little bit off, and so I don't, Roman Wilson hasn't had to really deal with the jam, but he's. He, he, him, and McConkie are kind of in that same boat with their ability to leverage the stem, get open, and yeah. he's he's done that plenty, whether it was inside or outside. I, I really, I'm glad uh, Lad kept it going because I know, I know you plopped him on your first big board, and I, I was like, yeah, yeah. and I just he hasn't done anything. I, I've only gotten higher on him as this process has gone along. I, I think he's just he's such an easy guy. I can just go, yep, I know what you are, right? right. <laughs> like, and you and- feed him targets, and he'll be fine. I don't know like that he has like the ceiling to go in the first round just because like he's That's small no. and yeah. he you know he's dealt with injuries you know he missed the first four games this year with a back injury um you know then he rolled his ankle and missed another game and it, so it's it, he's he's constantly playing hurt which says a lot about his toughness but right. for a smaller receiver that's not a good sign and so right. that with the lack it doesn't of size, get easier no, that's for sure. Uh, they don't. They don't hit softer uh, up there at the no, NFL level. No, they do not. Uh, so I, I, I would be surprised if he went in the first round. But I think in the second round, he if he goes to the right spot, he could be a really quality number two option for a team. Absolutely. Uh, any uh, any guys in the backfield, running backs, quarterbacks, stood out this week? I, I'm curious about a couple, yeah. so I, I want to know where you go with this way. I tell you, it's been disappointing with these quarterbacks. Um, the first yeah. practice, well, first practice, first I practice. always kind of ignore quarterbacks. I'm like, all right, you guys get yeah. a pass. New and, center. New, right. <laughs> new, You're throwing the receivers. guys you've never thrown to. Yeah. Um, you Might know, as well be freshmen. Right. So first practice, I don't even pay attention to quarterbacks. Give them a, a one practice under their belt before we really start poking holes in these guys. And then this morning, second practice, um, Nick's didn't look great. Hartman didn't look great. Penix didn't look great. Um, all three had some moments, but then uh, more inconsistent moments as well. I thought in the second practice, um, those guys played a little bit better. Uh, Michael Pratt, Spencer Rattler, uh, those two especially, I think, stood out with some of the throws they were making. Um, even Carter Bradley, Gus Bradley's kid, uh, made a few nice throws. Um, Joe Milton, obviously, the arm. People gush yeah. about the arm. Uh, and with good reason. Um, you know, Obviously, the tape isn't 
anywhere close to what the arm is. But uh, the, the second group of quarterbacks, the American roster, uh, doing a lot better than the national team, which is the more you know Valley guys. Yeah, yeah, guys with especially with Penix. So yeah, I don't know where that came from. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. So, so every opening script of of Raw because they have actual you know scripts right, scripted. Right. The opening says Ballyhoo, no, and that's the that's the the fireworks and everything to start every show. So <laughs> that, that's only only other time I've heard, I've heard or read that word. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see the quarterbacks tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday morning. Okay. See yeah, if they look any different. Um, you know, with one more practice, and then obviously with the game on Saturday, see how they do. Running backs, you know, it's always tough. Um, I thought Ray Davis caught the ball well, the Kentucky mm-hmm. running back that. Uh, I don't know that he's going to get in the top 100, but early on day three, I think it'd be a really nice option uh, for a team looking for running back help. Um, Speaking of bowling balls, he's built like a bowling ball. I mean, yeah, no he kidding. Muscle hamster all the way. A lot of these guys are. I mean, Cody Schrader, uh, Missouri yeah, sure. backs that way. Um, Isaiah Davis and uh, the Troy kid, uh, Vidal. Bailey. So, yeah, the TCU's yeah. five seven five seven three eight. He's a good player. Um, yeah. So, yeah, these running backs, are, I think, are – are good players. Marshawn Lloyd's caught the ball well in the backfield. Um, oh, Dylan Lobby, the New Hampshire kid. Yeah. They they let him run some wide receiver routes, uh, one-on-one with corners, and he tracks the ball as good as anybody here down the field. Um, and this is a he's short, the one to me the most, stocky so. running back, and yeah. he's it, it's, it's impressive to watch. I mean, but anybody that watches Central Michigan tape, uh, with uh, Dylan Lobby in New Hampshire from this past year, wouldn't be surprised to hear that. So, yeah, he's another guy that's, what, five nine and a half, two hundred ten 210 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, well put together, Long Island kid. Yep. Um, Dylan Lobby, I mean, the Danny Woodhead comparisons are kind of <laughs> a little on the nose, but they make too much sense. Like, I'm sorry, that's the comparison. He's Danny Woodhead, and that's absolutely a compliment for him. Yeah, I thought you said a great week. That's actually I'm, I'm glad you got to him because that's exactly who I was hoping you get to. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's fun. I again another guy you could picture his role like instantly. And the fact that he's two ten is huge because of pass protection stuff. So he could be a true passing down back. Uh, that at the very least. So I, I no, that's a fantastic one. As far as the quarterbacks, no. Even before Jim came on, I watched some of the more of the auxiliary quarterbacks as the second half of the tape came in. I'll put it that way. And Spencer Rattler is one of them. And I have tweeted a couple of clips and I, you just can't help but come away impressed by his, his ability just to spin the rock and throw from tight pockets and actually truly throw guys open and create and do a lot of the things that you want to see. The size for me is always going to be a drawback, you know, and, and obviously, and I don't think he's an overwhelming athlete. I think it's just an adequate one. Uh, but no, he was one that day one of this week, I was like, uh Oh, and then day two, just like you say, you I could take it with a grain of salt, take it with a pound of salt. But day two, I, I did think he had a little bit of a better day. Um, uh, I just watching him in one on ones and stuff. That was the one that stood out to me the most as far as day two. But I agree with you that the what would it be the I would just say the Pacific Northwest roster with hmm. uh, <laughs> with Penix and Knicks. I agree. I thought there was some iffy moments, especially one on ones and seven on seven, where where you can tell that they were just maybe a hair away pulling the trigger on some stuff. So yeah, no, I. I'm glad you said it with the running back stuff because I felt like you had some mighty, some mighty mice going up one after another, just one after another, just like every single snap was like, is that the same guy? Oh, no, different helmet. Yep, different helmet right. on that one. But yep, same exact type of thing. But uh, uh, And Penix, he was – so when I flew in to Mobile, um, Sam Hartman was on my flight. Um, okay. And I would – well, like, either this is Sam Hartman or there's, there's a model convention at Mobile because that's – 
he's a good looking dude. Um, him and then Penix. I was surprised. Penix is really skinny. Um, I, I mean, I knew he's not the biggest guy, but for six two and a half, I think he's two twelve. I think here, and uh, you know, I, I remember think, I asked you about that. I was curious. In the spring, he, scouts weighed him at two twenty one. Right. So I thought he might be even 225 by the time, you know, combine and all this. But no, he, he has lost weight and he is he was a lot skinnier than I expected uh, him to be. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Yeah, I know. He, he did have this kind of skinnier legs on that. What Do you want to get negative first or do you want to get to the uh, to the defensive side? Do you want to say any fallers for you on the offensive side? Let's do that. Let's get, let's get spicy. Any 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 disappointments, I should say. Or guys that were kind of like, ah, maybe had some iffy practices. I know it's only two practices. Again, we have to have that kind right. of lot. But I anyway, uh, that you're kind of just like, ah, maybe want to see more in day three. Xavier Leggett did better on the day two of practice. He really struggled practice one. Um, I mean, you and I have talked about Leggett before. You know, it's, yeah, it's- – not a guy that either one of us see in the first two rounds. Um, you know, once you get to round three and uh, round four, that that's probably more his right. speed of where he should be drafted. So I, I think, but a lot of people on Twitter are have mentioned first round for him, and it's like, all right, we got to back off that and yes. not put unrealistic right. expectations out there right. for him. So and then you watch him um, today run a real route tree, and you're like, ah, that's right, <laughs> you yeah. got a ways to go. <laughs> Yes. And, and, and yeah. but to his credit, he did do yes. better today, Wednesday, Wait, than he did yeah. uh, the first practice. So that yeah, was yeah, good to nice see. Outbreak. Um, that was pretty nice, actually. Uh, with Rattler, actually, that threw it. So that was yeah. Good. I mean, I, it's it, it. It felt like he he, he couldn't. He, he struggled to sell it, and like NFL corners are going to be able to sit on that a lot mm-hmm. easier than what he's going to see here. But yeah, it was still a step in the right direction. Um, I thought, um, you know, Bo Limmer from Arkansas, I thought has been, I thought he had a really good first practice. And then today, especially going up, it's almost unfair going up against Javondre Sweat, uh, the, our big <laughs> nose tackle from Texas, because he's just, it, it's funny. He it's did not weigh in here. Uh, and that tells me he's probably a little bit heavier than he wants to be. Um, think? And so <laughs> I think he's, he's going to be on the, the wrestler, you know, the trash bags for, for a few weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> He, uh, I mean, I'm guessing he's probably above 360 somewhere. It's just how far north of that number is he? Uh, but when, when you have that type of power behind your pads, you can just steamroll guys. And he was able yeah. to do that to uh, Bo Limmer and a few other guys today. So, um, you know, Patrick Paul, the Houston tackle, I think we see just how, I mean, you love the length. You love yeah. um, just you know, how much space he can take up because of that wingspan, because of, how long his legs are, it, but it, it's, it can come unraveled very quickly for him. Um, and this is another thing I talked with Duke about was cause he's, he's working with them, just how you have to set a foundation for uh, how to use your hands, how to, you know, yeah. in your stance and your feet, and he's just not there yet. And so he's going to be an interesting one where he ends up on draft day, because again, very raw, you don't want to see him out there as a rookie, but how, you know, what's Kenny, how long do you see before you can get there? And, and if you can get there in terms of the technique catching up. So um, we've seen the, some of the, his rawness uh, this week, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No, Paul, Paul's one. There's going to be an eye to boulder type. If you have a good yeah. line coach, I'd like it. Or, or just like, Hey, we have a steady offense here that we we're, you know, we can develop you as opposed to what you're saying. You'll plop them in. But right. that, that was interesting to see because that's kind of how it looked. Film-wise, you know, just just raw-wise when watching it uh, afterwards.
flipping over to the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Standouts on the dark side of the ball. Uh, the de- right. <laughs> do you want to start in the trenches or do you want where do you want to go? I, I got to start with uh, with Quinion Mitchell. Uh, oh, I have to right? Thank he, goodness. He was no so coming into this season, um, thought highly of him enough where it's like okay, this guy can be a top one hundred pick. He could be a mm-hmm. day two pick. And then when my first top fifty came out, or my second top fifty came out, like right around Halloween. He, yep. I had him up at like 35 or something. And so it's like, all right, this guy is creeping towards the first round. And then in my first mock, he was 28 or something like that. And it's like, all right, guys, this is a real player. Um, it, it was harder just to go a little bit higher because he really hadn't faced high-level receivers. Um, yeah. Yeah, love the ball production, love the instincts that he plays with. Um, and then, But seeing him here, and I know he was a little bit on the fence if he was going to come here or not. Uh, last minute he decided to come and I'm glad he did. He's glad he did. NFL teams are glad that he did because he has been through two practices, been outstanding. Again, I mentioned it earlier. It is hard for these corners, uh, to keep up with one-on-ones with the receivers. Uh, just ask Kalen King. It's been a rough week, but Quinion Mitchell has, he has a, he has the best winning percentage of any of these corners this week, clamping down the receiver his patience is so impressive at the line of scrimmage. So he's not losing right off the bat, the balance in his transitions, and then his ability to find the football and make a play to finish has been really terrific. He's intercepted a few balls, knocked a ton of balls down. Uh, he's just under control with everything that he does. Right. So, and this is a guy that's going to run in the four threes. Um, he, he's, I believe he came in North of six foot. He's got uh, legit size. Yeah. 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 He's got all the size uh, we want. Yeah. So, I mean, he is a guy that yeah, is six, six foot, six foot three, ace, 195, 31, yes. 31 and eighth arm. Perfectly fine size for a, a corner. Yep. I, uh, Terry and Arnold, that, that's, I kind of planted my flag with him as corner one. After that, it's, I think it's wide open. Mitchell is absolutely in that mix to go I'm grab cornerback so two if, if he wants it. Um, and he, I, there, I bet you there will be teams that have him as high as corner two. I'm I'm with them. Uh, uh, when you first put them on your big board, we talked about them before that. Yeah. And then I did a mock draft for Yahoo, and when I'm doing a mock draft. It's like, all right, I'm watching three games of this guy just to make sure. If I'm like, I had because I put him at I think pick thirty, and you mm-hmm. know, it's like just making sure when you throw a, a guy from the MAC in the first round, you're like, you don't want to just do it. <laughs> so right. really studied him, and I was like, this this guy is gonna blow up because he has legit size, legit length. I mean, the length of it wasn't crazy, but it's not short, but legit burst. And you talked about mm-hmm. the off-ball stuff. And you can't get PBUs and picks and plays on the ball without getting flagged unless you have that timing, like you mentioned. Right. And it didn't feel like it, was, it wasn't It was just pure zone where he's a cover two corner and he's like, you know, sinking back on a ball on a throw. Nope, manned up on the outside. You know, it's zone, but he's essentially manned up on the outside. Off the ball, making plays on the ball, good eyes, can turn and run. I've seen what he looked like this week. I'm like, yeah, of, of, there it goes. There, it, it seems, and this is it solidified it. Like you just said, when you come into the Senior Bowl, it's just that. Are we sure we're like seven eights there? Okay, you could do it against these guys. Oh, sweet, right. and you can do it against this type of guy, this type of crafty receiver, or this type of speed, and do it over and over. So really cool to hear. I'm I'm all aboard it. I'm all aboard that hype train. So it's cool to hear that you kind of solidified that spot. Well, uh, and he, again, yeah. he's got it. I mean, he's got everything you want in terms of, okay, production. All right. The last two years, he has combined for 44 passes defended. Not bad. 
Um, the traits, again, he's got the size, got the speed, mm-hmm. um, check that box, and then the tape's outstanding. What he's done this week, outstanding. So as long as he interviews well, which he's expected to do, um, you know, he's not the most outgoing or, um, you know, verbose kid, but he is someone that, you know, I've talked to Jason Candle, the head coach at Toledo about him, and he raves about the work ethic and the character, both personal and football. Um, and, and so he just check off all those boxes and you've got a guy that's going to be in the mix to be that, uh, you know, one of the first corners off the board. There's no yeah. question. I had him going to the Lions because he's so competitive, and I felt like that was a perfect fit. Oh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Was, was, yeah, but he might not be there now. But uh, the, but I was yeah. keeping up with the DBs. Any other DBs that stood out to you so far this week? Um, let's see here. Um, I thought that uh, – where's the safeties at? Cole Bishop's had a nice week, um, yeah. the Utah safety. I thought he did a nice job. Um with different drills, um, you know, coming downhill, um, understanding his angles, um, and just being the guy that closes space uh, quickly. Um, on the other team, Andrew Phillips, the Kentucky corner, I thought has had a yeah. really nice week. I mean, he's not the biggest guy, five ten and a half, hundred ninety pounds. Um, doesn't have a ton of ball production on tape, but he's a controlled athlete, and you just don't see a lot of you know, clear losses for him. So I thought, I thought he stood out in a good way. Um, Jarvis Brownlee Jr., the Louisville kid, he, he's had some some nice moments. Cameron Kitchens from Miami, same thing. Yeah. Um, Malik Mustafa, Wake Forest, same thing. So a couple of these guys have stood out. Not quite like Quinion, but a couple of them definitely stood out in a good way. Uh, yeah, okay. The the other DP I want to ask you. Oh, we'll get to neg- negative stuff in a second. Sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there. I think you already you already hinted at it, and that's why. Uh, but no, going uh going into the front seven. Uh, yeah. Actually, we should just go with the linebackers. Have there any been any linebackers? Anybody that has stood out off ball? I should say, uh, and not outside linebackers, but guys that are true off ball linebackers. Anyone that stood out there? Surprises? Anything like that? Um, I Trevin Wallace, the Kentucky, sticking with Kentucky. Um, yeah, right. He's, he's a good athlete for that size, and so he's done a nice job in some of the one on ones versus uh, receivers or versus the running backs out of the backfield. Yeah. Um, he's held his own. Cedric Gray had a nice moment today where he did the same, was able to. Uh, it feels like those guys are guessing a little bit because again, you're just uh, the running All back because a two way go, and <laughs> yeah. you know you're like a goalie uh, in soccer where you, I'm going left, I'm going left, right, I'm just gonna guess and give it everything I've got, and so. Oh. Uh, <laughs> little bit of that but you know he's he's had a good week um jt bertrand the notre dame linebacker there's probably not a better like leader in this draft it's so funny watching uh going through drills and he whoever the drill was geared towards he'll after every rep he's going up to him hey man good job you did a really i really liked how you did this i like like he is so locked in it's so important for him to be a the the biggest the best leader on the team the best leader that he can be it's just kind of and i knew this coming in because he's yeah well first of all he's literally a boy scout uh he's an eagle scout growing up um he two-time captain at notre dame Academic Heisman, like I mean, all these, uh, a lot of the charity stuff, like everything off the field is outstanding. Um, So, kind of had this expectation coming in, and he's been as advertised with just the way he's carried himself this week. So, JD Bertrand, he's uh, that's the type of thing that'll be a catnip for uh, NFL coaches. Oh, absolutely, especially especially like you said, being the leader and everything. I know there's. Seemed like this guy's getting a lot of hype, but what's uh, I don't want to spoil it. But going on to the front end, yeah. how the defensive line? Any guys standing out to you? I think there's one been one huge winner, but I'm curious who else stood out to you as well. 
Darius Robinson, Missouri. Yeah, there it is. Uh, is, that, is that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've talked about him before, obviously, because he's yeah. a guy. He, he's a first guy off the bus uh, type of guy. Six five, two hundred eighty five pounds, almost thirty five inch arms. Like he looks exactly how you want your defensive lineman to look. Um, but up until this year, he hadn't really played that wow. way. Like he, and this is another guy that benefited from. Um, from COVID because he uh, was a fourth year senior after last year and in most years would have gone to the NFL, but Mm -hmm. he had an extra year because of COVID. So he took advantage of it. They moved him at to more of a six technique, more of a someone on the outside that can rush the quarterback. And he was a problem for offenses all year. Uh, He led uh, the team in sacks and tackles for loss. He was among the best in the SEC in those two categories. And this week, he has been really unblockable. And they've lined them up inside. They've lined them up outside. Um, he beat Tyler Guyton pretty good today with a nice arm so over nice. and a nice technique move. So yeah. it's not – and so I'm – for these one-on-one drills, the offensive lineman, I'm standing literally five feet from him. And every time he gets done with the drill – he came back to the, like the huddle where the defensive linemen were, and he's going over his different strategy and his pass rush plan and the different tactics that he's using. And I'm listening to this, that he's going through it. It's just really fascinating to hear him talk to these other defensive linemen about what he's trying to do and what worked, what didn't. Hey, next time I'm going to try to do this. And, that, and so this is a guy that's not just height, weight, speed. He is yeah. – it, it really came together for him this year, and that's why – Darius Robinson, I he he was in my two round mock draft. I mean, he was he was the perfect Baltimore Raven, made it there in the second round. Now I, I don't be surprised. He, we're going to see him pop up in first round mocks. Uh, maybe the Baltimore Ravens. That might be the perfect fit for them. Um, yeah, right. But he's he, yeah he he's going to be a guy that starts popping up in first round mocks with uh, just the momentum that he had during the season and the way he's played this week. That no, it's he was a fun watch. And you're saying too is do you think of him? As that kind of D end, I guess, as opposed to edge. Does that make sense? As opposed to like that, in, like a three right. four D end, you know, four I five, like uh, you know, something like that, like or that type of or six, as you just said, more interior. Is is that what you kind of see? More of a two gapper, I should say, uh, yeah, than, I, than a one gap type. He's he's probably not, you know, obviously he's not a true wide nine type of, you know, just let him use that speed and go, but right. I just don't think he you you have to put any type of cap on him. You know you don't you don't have to yeah. say he's only this or only that. Uh, let him line him up. I think he's probably base or best as a base end who's going to reduce gotcha. inside and you know give you those sub package reps as an interior player. Which is huge. But yeah, but he doesn't have to be that. He he can yeah. give you that versatility. And for teams that like to mix up kind of their their schemes up front and what they different games they like to play, he, he's going to be someone that they're going to be really interested in. Absolutely. That I mean, that's everybody now. It's like it's not oh, like yeah. can you rush the passer. It's like can you do it across the board? <laughs> can you line up over the center? Well, that's another thing too. You were talking about how important. Oh, like there's those three centers that you mentioned or potential mm-hmm. centers. That's super important right now because yep. if you just look across the NFL, what's happening? Miles Garrett's over the center. Right. Uh, it's not just Arden Key anymore. Micah Parsons is over the center. They're going to find the weak spot. So and just like this. If you have a guy like Robinson that can do a two-man game with somebody, that's that's so huge. Uh, any other uh, uh, defensive front players that you like that stood out this week? Um, I, Tavondre Sweat has been like, again when you're that size, you yeah. Just it's 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 unfair. Um, it, it hasn't been all perfect for him. There's the coaches got on him a little bit because he wasn't winning as 
maybe as easily as he should have been. And mm-hmm. so the coaches were getting on him and uh, he responded pretty well. He got mad. He, he to sweat got pissed off and he, uh, and meanwhile, that poor offensive line was like, really? Yeah. Thanks guys. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He took the brunt of it, but uh <laughs> You know, a couple of these other guys have stood out. I mean, Eric Watts. He fought uh, he voxed somebody. I uh, sorry, Sweat <laughs> did. Uh, yeah. The guy. I mean, the guy just got steamrolled. I don't know who it was. I, uh, I, I think it was. I think it was Bo Limmer, the Arkansas. I, center, it was yeah. Bo Limmer. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy you brought you brought up earlier. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I I did see that rep. So that might have been after the pissed off pissed off moment. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Uh, Eric Watts sorry. has been. He's done a nice job using his length. He's 35 okay. and three quarter inch arms. Um, that's put you at an immediate advantage with. Uh, especially when he was trying to use the, the speed to power. Uh, so UConn trench guys, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's there's something there. It's it's not a guy that's going to be really flashy, but yeah. um, like he's not going to break out a lot of different moves. But he can give you speed to power, and with that length, he's going to reach the blocker before the blocker is able to reach him. And uh, he did a nice job. Um, I thought uh, Marshawn Neeland, uh That was one of my guys coming into the week. I mm-hmm. in my Senior Bowl preview, I said, don't be surprised if he leaves this week as a top 60 guy, as a, a, a true second round pick. And I thought he's, he's lived up to it. I mean, he's, I think he is the foundation for a really good pass rusher because he's, he's long, he's 34 inch arms, yep. plays with power and he, he rushes his butt off. I mean, he plays it, it through the echo of the whistle consistently and just that leads to production. So, um, Big fan of Marshawn Neeland, and I think he's helped yeah. himself. Um, I know he. I know he has a lot of fans right now. That's that's that's, that's yeah. a good shout. I, I got a weak spot for those Matt guys between Quinion and, and Marshawn. <laughs> right. Uh, and and Marshawn is a guy that uh, Dion had him. Uh, he was getting ready to transfer to Colorado. He actually committed to Dion this offseason, and then Western Michigan stepped up. I was like, no, we need you, we need you to stay. Uh, the, those boosters rode the boat. They they uh, got they kept it there. How, how did uh. How do you think he'll test? That's a, that was curious to think about him because he does look the part. Yeah, I mean he's six three, almost two seventy. Um, yeah, I don't like in terms of the like the forty. I don't. I know this probably, is not fair to ask you, by the way. Like well, <laughs> for yeah, anyone it, listening, this is not fair to ask Dave. But I was just curious. <laughs> no, because with every one of these guys, you go in with expectations for what you think you do, gonna, uh, and, and that's every good evaluator should be doing that because if you're yes. way off. Then it's like, all right, I got to go back to the tape and figure out what was why. I missing. You know, sometimes it's as simple as there's not yeah. a great tester, and you know, you put them in a track stance running a forty, and it's just it's they're not used to it, and it's not what they do, or um, vice versa. But, right, exactly. Got, the the, uh, the Chris Conley, I like to call it. Yeah, <laughs> he's still collecting a paycheck. He's still right? in it. He yeah. was in. Uh, they San Francisco had to play him a bunch after Debo got hurt in the division well, around I mean, us. You know what they're calling the Super Bowl is the Chris Conley revenge game. Um, so that's you know. game. That's your yeah. great call. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. I have a Chris Connolly story is that I was at the combine. I'm sitting there at the 40 testing and I'm looking mm-hmm. at two fucking scouts, the, those two guys and me. And you know, I just rows and rows of guys. Conley goes, runs a 40 and cook, 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 cook. Everyone, right, and then you hear the murmurs. Everyone starts looking and goes, <laughs> you had four, three, whatever, four, three, seven, whatever you ran. You had, you right. had that too. And everyone's like, I thought he was going to run like a 4.6. I thought he was going to run like a 4.55. Five. Like I heard everybody kind of chattering about it. So he always sticks out to me because everyone's like, I guess I got to go back and watch him because what the hell did I just miss? But well, yeah, Chris. I was say that and then the uh, the vertical that he had, it was. Yeah. Oh, you sent uh, a video of it because he tested at the Falcons facility. And he, at, oh, really? on, a local, on a local day, they did the force testing. 
and he he jumped and i had a video on it on my old phone it was the, and i had it slow-mo because his head almost hit the ceiling and this right, yeah uh, yeah yeah uh he, he was 6017 213 ran a 435 uh <laughs> vertical at the combine was 45 <laughs> 11 11 7 broad yeah that's ridiculous and yes he's stuck in a league but he does not play like that <laughs> no, no not at all i mean and he went in like what the fifth round i mean it's not like yeah, went up into the Maybe third or something. No, no, but it was like he was like a UDFA before going into that. Oh, right, uh, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry to go on the side. Yeah, third round. Oh my god, he went. He went seventy six. Did he go in the third round? Oh wow. Yeah, he okay. went seventy six. Uh, Andy, that, 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 is that a you know Andy Reid's gonna. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It was. Pick. it was. Yeah, it yeah. was a Dorsey pick. I know. You know those guys. Oh, that's <laughs> that's what they're gonna the do. Trades, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry for the sorry for that about the Chris Conley tangent. Uh, no, no, I, I thought uh, Gabe Hall too, Baylor defensive uh, lineman. Okay. This is a guy that certainly looks the part. Six five and three quarters, two ninety, thirty four and a half inch arms. Um, he's won quite a few times, uh, more so than what his tape said. Um, his okay. tape's been a little consistent at Baylor, but in this uh, type of situation where he's one on one. He, he can really show off. And so I think he's someone that helped himself. Uh, just teams are going to take a longer look at him and kind of give him more benefit of the doubt when you're built that way. Right. Yeah. 300 pounds, almost 34 and a half inch arms. Yeah. Right. They're going to they're gonna look at you. Uh, getting have to, but anyone that's disappointed you in these couple of practices on the defensive side of the ball or anyone that just maybe you want to see a little bit more of for the rest of the week. You know, for a guy that it could be a top 15 pick, Liatu Latu hasn't been dominant. Um, he's been fine. He's been yeah. okay. You know, he's been good. But he hasn't been maybe as um, impressive as you would expect. If you, didn't, if you didn't watch any of these guys, you didn't have any idea what they looked like. You just came in with a sheet of, okay, these are the top 10 players at the right. Senior Bowl this year. Latu would have been close to the top of that list. Yep. And then you watch him at the senior bowl, you would have come away disappointed um, with the way that he's played. He, he uses his hands really well, but he's, and this is what we knew this go, even in you know, my comparison for him is John Wick because he's, he's not superhuman size, doesn't have superhuman athleticism. He's not long. He doesn't have any of those big time traits. He just, he's technically refined. He's got a killer mm-hmm. instinct, you know? That's and it. so it's it, in a game setting. I think that shows more than, during a practice and that that's certainly been the case uh so far this week yeah no i i saw him uh i saw a couple of reps with him in 101 and that's kind of what you thought that he didn't have full-on t-rex arms which was like okay all right that's one at least he's he's adequate i would say that you know it wasn't a total negative there but i know mm-hmm. that testing is gonna be a question mark with him and that's the thing too is if you're maxed out with technique and everything then it's like okay what else he got? Like, what are we developing? Where are we growing? Especially with the medical stuff too. So, I, I, interesting that you brought him up uh, as well. I I had a couple of people ask me what I thought of him, and I've been trying to think of a way to kind of package him in my thought. I was like Diet Coke Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson, where it's like diet, you know, like a, a less a lesser version of that because it's just the same thing. Maybe not so tech. He is superly te- super technically refined, but right. maybe not playing the run great, you know, maybe does not have those overwhelming athletic gifts or size gifts as well. So I was curious how he looked this week. So I'm glad you, you talked about him a little bit. Um, any, any other players that maybe have kind of left, made you go, Hmm, <laughs> or left you wanting a little bit more. Um, I don't, not, not any guys that have like truly been disappointing. Nah. Per se. I mean, I think like Kalen King is someone that is clearly talented, but 
again, it's tough for these corners and he's one-on-ones yeah. uh, to hold up. And he's put it this way. He's, he's guessed wrong quite a bit um, this week um, and doesn't have the recovery ability to make up those lost steps. And that's, that's been an issue for him. So he, he's had uh, it, it's been up and down for him. I just, with his talent, you just expect a little bit more out of him. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. He's kind of, Marvin Harrison game wasn't fun for him. It's been kind of the slide, the slide all of it. Like he made my second round mock, and I, if I did a mock draft, tomorrow, but that's he, he wouldn't be. I don't think he'd make it in the top two rounds. Uh, they're just, okay. I think there are other better players. Um, yeah, but you know, we'll see how he runs. We'll see how he does at the combine, and right, you know, because again, he is a talented guy, but it, playing corner is not for everybody. It's not uh, it's, at the at the NFL level going up against NFL receivers. It, it takes more than just being a, a talented guy. So yeah, we'll yeah. see how he does the rest of the process. Yeah. I, yeah. He's one that's kind of had an interesting season. He's been a day one guy on the prospects and pros, but Dane, mm-hmm. thank you so much. We, the Shrine bowl also happened this week in the practice there. We're going to hit on that after the super bowl in a couple of weeks and kind of have a deep breath recap as we get into the combine and pro days and all the fun stuff of February and March and then April with the draft. But Dane, thank you again for your time. Thank you again for, Getting with us from a hotel room in Mobile. Come and get some bar- barbecue. Um, oh barbecue. yeah, we're, I, yeah. You have one spot night. you really like, right? Like at the barbecue spots. There's I one. Usually, I like yeah, I mean, I, last night we did Felix's. That's kind of my go-to seafood place. I'm not a big seafood guy, but you know, when in Rome. Um, and then <laughs> right. uh, can't barbecue, get better. Yeah. Much better there. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's, it's not fried here, or it's not uh, frozen here. Uh, don't have to worry about that. Uh, it, but barbecue go to Mo's barbecue uh definitely have to hit that up a um, couple of local spots so it's been good week of football good week of food and uh yeah head back tomorrow and i've been home in 10 days and so hopefully my wife's still talking to me when i get back but uh yeah it's best been a good trip that. <laughs> no but best of luck with that i know frisco to mobile and then back home that's uh that's quite the trio trio of towns to be hitting up but thanks a bunch dane this is a ton of fun we'll be here uh, not next week because it's the Super Bowl, but after that, the week after that, and we'll be we'll be cruising. Prospects and pros. See you guys next time. This was the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros podcast.